What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. I am your host, Josh, here with my co-host. KG in the house. And hopefully this audio quality is super crisp. Uh, We just picked up a Rode USB mic. Uh, This thing is pretty beefy. We're just kind of learning how to use it. We're sharing one here, so we both basically need to lean forward and kiss this thing at opposite times. So it might be a little bit of a challenge at first, uh, but we're really excited for this. And we just had our 100th episode and that went amazing. So this is episode 101. And for this next 100 episodes, we are really wanting to go hard and really take things to the next level. As you know, we're working on some collabs right now. we got a lot of things planned out. We're going to be doing a lot of research-based podcasts, uh, a lot of planning. So there's so many things to look forward. Um, and I think it's safe to say that Kyle is pretty fired up. I'm fired up because we have just reached 100 episodes, which is absolutely crazy. I honestly did not even know people were actually messaging us. Like one of my clients just emailed us saying, hey, you reached 100 episodes, which is insane because it feels like time flew by. It's only been a couple months, but uh, you know, like Josh said, the next 100 are being absolutely insane. Has it really only been a few months? Um, okay, it's probably about seven if I'm, if I, the last time I checked, it's probably about seven. Months. I honestly have no clue. I remember at some point we were just like, okay, enough talking, let's just freaking commit. And then we actually did commit. And uh, here we are, and it's been absolutely amazing. And you know, the messages we got on Instagram all the time saying how much you love the podcast, how it's impacted you. Um, a lot of you that have decided to take advantage of the summer special and sign up for the pod um, for the online coaching service from the podcast, and I've been able to work one on one with you and change your lives, and it's just been absolutely amazing. So uh, thanks to everyone, you know, for sticking through. Here's to the next 100. What's the first question out of the mailbag? First question in the mailbag is. How long do you rest in between sets of heavy lifting exercises such as squats, deadlifts, and bench presses? Mm, That's a great question. And uh, for a while in my programming, I didn't like to put in rest times um, because I find it is a very personal thing. But lately, I have been doing more so rest ranges because I find people either go to one side of the fence or the other. So, you know, you'll get your people that only rest 20 to 30 seconds if they could. I think I fall in that camp. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I got to chill out and rest a little longer here. Um, And then there's the other people that like to take a lap around the gym, talk to about 20 different girls, hit a set of bench, come back for their second set. That's a good hour in the gym right there, completely gone. So I think once again, you need to pick, uh, you need to be reasonable. So what is reasonable? What is the optimal rest times? Now, once again, this does really vary. For me, I think a good rule of thumb is once you're able to kind of regain a normal, like to be able to hold a conversation. If I'm trying to like get out my words like that, I'm not fully rested. I need my heart rate to come down. Um, That's the easiest way. If you can maintain a conversation like normally, um, then it will be a lot better. Uh, But if you're, you know, you're huffing and you're puffing and you can't gain your breath, you probably have to rest longer. Now, also, you might not be out of breath with a set of dumbbell curls, so that'll be a little different. So if it's hypertrophy, we just need to give the muscle adequate time to kind of let it rest and to be able to come back at near full capacity so we can put up the same weight so a good example of this is if i'm benching you know 225 i hit 12 reps then i try to go immediately after the fact with 225 without rest i will not be able to do like three reps at all because my muscles just reach failure they need time to heal so the best rule of thumb for me, for compounds, I like anywhere between two to five minutes. I'd say if you're more of a novice lifter, two minutes is plenty. Um, but if you're a very advanced power lifter, you might need five minutes in between sets of multiples of five, 600 pounds. Whereas for hypertrophy, I'm a big believer of about 60 to about uh, two, 
60 to 120 seconds, I guess so I'm using that metric. So a minute to two minutes. Although most exercises I will program in about 90 seconds of rest. But once again, this is something you should go by feel. And I find, you know what? Hey, if you have six hours to be in the gym at night and that's what you do for fun and that's something you enjoy, all the power to you, you know, take your time and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, as long as you are pushing yourself and challenging yourself, if you want to take two and a half minutes and you find that's how you work the best and you have the time, hey, go for it. But to me, you know, I like to get in and out, really optimize my time in there, keep my heart rate up. So I do try to stick to those confines. Yeah. And like Josh said, it definitely uh, does vary. Unfortunately, yesterday, I probably had about, you know, 30 to 40 minutes to get into the gym. I had all my numbers programmed and I gave myself probably about half the rest time uh, than I that than I usually do. And I just was not able to hit my numbers for the back off work, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, so that was one of the things that is obviously uh, very frustrating. And I should have listened to my body, I should have just given myself a bit more time. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all a learning experience, you got to kind of go off of how you feel. And uh, obviously, like your given circumstance based off of like, how much time do you actually have in the gym to perform all this working stuff. So it definitely varies. But that was a good response for sure. Next one is, what is your favorite calf exercise? None of them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I think my absolute favorite, and I've been programming it a lot. Um, if you don't know, I've actually won several awards for having such hard calves, uh, large calves, sorry. It's something people commonly come up to me and say, wow, you've really developed an amazing set of calves. What can I do to build calves like you? And, you know, it's something I really pride myself in. Yeah, right. <laughs> Opposite day. I, I can dream. Uh, I, you know, obviously my calves aren't my strongest thing. I wouldn't say I have baby calves, but my calves definitely aren't, I wouldn't say proportional. I don't think they're small per se, but they're definitely not proportional. They're they're definitely smaller than they should be um, and it's tough you know when you're six foot one and quite lanky uh, it's very very hard to develop up that calf um, but at the end of the day it's something I I think honestly it's just a result of excuses for me if I really wanted to you know I'd be putting as much volume towards them as I do my bicep because they're both equally small uh, little kind of baby muscles relative to your back and your legs so a lot of people don't consider that if you really care to develop a serious set of calves and I think that's what it comes down to is a lot of people just don't care and like myself included you know I, I would love to have big calves but I also don't care to you know program in the you know 20 to 30 sets a week of volume it would probably take for me to get there yeah. um, that's just the honest truth you know I, I still do train them and I do develop them only once a week and I probably only dedicate about six sets um, to them but if I wanted to I could just easily jack up that volume and that's how you could grow them and it's very similar to arms you know if you train no arms sure you would get indirect work and of course your calves you have a role in assisting for squats and other movements like that but they're obviously they need that di direct work and um calves in particular are just so um, resilient to movement because you're always on them you're always walking so you really have to thrash them and you know it's it's so tough to whether to say you know everyone will say hey you need to do a million reps uh, just pump it out some people will say it's all about slow and controlled um, and you know you got to bounce around and play with both and usually I do program both and uh, if someone wants to build them up it's definitely something that is obtainable but anyways back to the actual question here sorry I got a little distracted is that um my personal favorite right now has been on a leg press machine doing yeah, calves because yeah, yeah. you can load up some good weight. You can really work against that negative portion of the wrap and really stretch it um, and on that kind of eccentric wrap. And it's just, it's quite nasty. Like it'll absolutely burn them to death. And then when on that extension, you can really, really extend against it and get an amazing contraction on that calf. So that's definitely been my go-to favorite movement. I've been programming for me and Kyle, three sets of 30, and that's been pretty gross. And, uh, you know, it's definitely been feeling the burn. Oh, I've only been doing 20. I've been skipping out. Jeez. No, I'm kidding. But um, actually, probably I have been. <laughs> Wally's coming. He's coming for me. 
But uh, no, I just use the same weight as you, but I'm not as strong, so I'll just do 20 because uh, I'm too lazy to take it off. But anyways, yeah, I've been loving that, absolutely. But I also really enjoy the seated calf machine. Um, I just love being able to get some nice control. So those are definitely two of my favorites. I don't like standing calf raises as much. I just find I, for some reason, will use a bit too much momentum and you know it just doesn't feel as good uh, isolating the calf as the other two exercises. Skipping's fun too, though. Oh, skipping's great. I mean, yeah, you can do other things to grow it like that. I mean, even incline walk, you know, you'll get some development in that calf there as well. Um, and another easy way to get huge calves is to be overweight. I mean, I'm yeah. sure a lot of people that have been previously quite overweight, you know, when you are moving on that weight so much, they do develop quite nicely. But obviously, that's probably not what you would want to do to develop that. And I think that's a nice segue into Kyle's point about not wanting to take off the weight into our next question here. Um, is it worth it to find a training partner in the gym? And this is something a lot of my clients have asked me as well. And uh, I think there's two sides to the coin of this. But I think it really depends on who your training partner is. And I've always been a firm believer that if you can, you should find someone to train with that is significantly bigger, stronger, and more determined than you because that is the easiest way to kind of get carried up to get in some big, big size and shape. I mean, when I started, I was just, you know, skinny. I couldn't do anything. And I worked out with this dude that was by far the strongest and biggest dude in high school. Looking back, I feel like he was probably on a little bit of juice. I'm not going to name names, but um, I mean, he's benching like 405 at 16 years old at like 160 pounds, right? So, I mean, there's obviously pluses and negatives to this. Um, You know, he got me trying to bench like 225 out the get-go when I probably couldn't even do much more than the bar. And um, that wasn't fun. But, you know, when you work out with someone who's so much stronger, it really makes you, it expands your horizons. You know, you want to be able to push and challenge yourself to get up to the weight that he's using or that she's using. You know, if you work with someone who's more advanced and, you know, it kind of changes your normal. Whereas if you go to the gym with someone, you know, who's equally unmotivated or equally as new, it can be a good thing. But you also want to make sure you're not sandbagging each other. You know, you want to make sure you're pushing yourself and, you know, changing your reality. I mean, if I work out with someone who's only... 110 pounds and they only ever lift 10 pounds you know in my mind i'm gonna say ah it's not even possible to lift hundreds and hundreds and challenge myself with intensities right so that is one thing to analyze it can work both ways i definitely see people tethering each other down with their training partners if they're just talking or you know you know texting looking at instagram photos the entire workout but if you can find someone who's equally as hungry as you who's you know potentially bigger and stronger or not perhaps you can be that person chirping someone else helping build them up helping them grow but it is a great motivator you know because you can keep pace you're transferring back and forth you can watch each other's forms you can you know have little competitions to see who can lift more um you know kyle and a couple of my other buddies we used to always right you know say who's gonna bench more who's gonna have the bigger arms and i think that's such great fuel if you can you know find people like that and it really makes you hungry and makes you want to challenge yourself so i i do think training partners are amazing with the exception of if you're with someone who isn't necessarily as motivated or doesn't have similar goals towards yourself yeah definitely and if you're kind of like at the top of the top and it's hard to find someone that's like as strong or as like uh will be able to lift more than you like someone like Uh, I look at my situation with Josh, he's obviously got some decent strength on me, but at the end of the day, when we get down to doing the squats and everything else, uh, I 
for the most part, we'll never back down from doing the exercises. So at least for the, for the most part, we're still on track, even though he's doing 50 to hundred pounds more, we're still just pushing that intensity, still pushing each other and, uh, always pushing each other to grow. So I definitely will say, uh, having Josh as a training partner, I'd probably slack off a lot more. I probably wouldn't be doing that hour 20 in the gym, uh, like we're doing right now. So it definitely, uh, definitely helps out. Yeah, and I think another thing to consider is just because someone isn't as strong doesn't mean they can't motivate you. You know, even Kyle will like hit a few more reps. I'll be like, okay, let, like let's get it. Or you know, if he's really in there hustling, getting great contractions, pushing it, it's a huge motivator. But even when you are with someone significantly stronger, you know, it makes it a lot harder oh, yeah. to take off a lot of that weight. And I remember I was in the same thing. You know, when I was training with people that I was a lot weaker than I'm like, oh, I'll just leave on this little bit of weight and challenge myself to do it. And once again, I'm not advocating going out and getting hurt, but I think. And something we were talking about recently with a lot of our personal training clients is if you're new to all of this fitness stuff, you, you really don't know how hard you can push yourself and learning to push yourself and actually challenge yourself is a skill that I think takes developing. And some people are blessed with more of a capacity to challenge themselves and really bring it. But some people really don't know how hard they can push themselves and grind. Like some people's conception of a 10 out of 10 difficulty in reality is like a four out of 10. And some people it's a two out of 10 and some people it's a eight out of 10. Very few people I think ever is a 10 out of 10. I've said it a million times, but the mind gives out way, way before the body. And that's, you know, kind of a survival mechanism to prevent you from getting hurt or sustaining injury. Um, that's why, you know, you usually will stop a lot shy. Um, but when you do, you know, find someone and you eventually develop that capacity to grind and push more, um, that is it's a little side tangent, but it is something that is definitely worth looking into and developing because when you get that capacity to grind and push yourself, that's when, you know, you start doing some big things and really transferring out of that beginner stage. Beauty, beauty sounds good. So we have a fourth question here. Hey guys, I'm new to working out and I have two questions. So the first question we will address. The first one being how to really build that booty. What exercises do you like to do? This is a great question. There are a number of exercises. I'm gonna list off a couple of my personal favorites. Squats, Bulgarian split squats, lunges, hip thrusts, glute bridges, I mean, we could sit here all day, right? Do you have anything else to add here? Yeah, you keep doing yours. I mean, um, what else would I say? I'd say, you know, a couple uh, banded, I'd say even some weighted donkey kicks we've been adding in. Ladies have been loving that lately. Uh, some banded <laughs> lateral kicks, which well, you're getting good feedback. I just got a text saying, hey, loving the donkey kicks. Um, what else? I'd say just really focus on getting a lot of volume, especially to the booty. I know sometimes people who want to grow like the glutes and stuff will just only do it once a week. But if you're really trying, we like to add in two to three uh, leg or glute focused uh, workouts into the weekly routine. Yeah, this is something that has interested me a lot lately. And, um, you know, especially for girls, I think it is very interesting. And, you know, like growing your, your butt is a lot more complicated than I think it's made out to be. And to me, I don't know, even especially lately, I, I think I have a pretty good uh, capacity for it. I know we mentioned this before on the podcast, but myself and Kyle were actually, uh, you know, co-owners with another gentleman on a, on a program we had called Cutie with a Booty. It was an Instagram um, program we had, and it was like 10,000 copies sold, eBooks, like it did pretty awesome. And that was a really cool thing for us. And, you know, obviously that took a lot of research and I did a lot with that and my number one advice to anyone looking to grow their glutes is you definitely have to put on some weight uh, first and foremost. I mean, 
obviously, you know, that is where a lot of fat will go, you know, to your butt, right? So uh, that's the number one way to do that and truly add that mass. And then past that, although this is an exercise, like if you're actually looking to really, you know, grow that booty, these are going to be your best advices. So first and foremost, you know, add on that weight. Second is to increase the frequency of the glutes. So what I recommend and what I will do with a lot of my female clients that are really looking to, you know, to grow in that area is to add an entire glute focused day where you can really just kind of focus on really building and you know playing around with different rep ranges and periodization to growing the glutes um, hitting it from a lot of different angles you know even utilizing a lot of abduction and adduction within those movements i think is a great accelerator to glute gains and um, once you put all those together and you really you know build around the glutes as well that does go quite a long way and even you know tightening other areas like abs and lower back and increasing shoulder width and everything you can really create that illusion of you know really really growing the glutes and now the one thing that still interests me to this day is you know the capacity to you know kind of get a big butt if your genetics don't promote it I think it makes it a lot tougher and unfortunately a lot of it will come down to you know your actual bone structure where you store fat all these factors and you know you'll see some girls they look like they lift two pounds and they still have a you know ginormous butt but um at the end of the day genetics is a huge role but there are if you take those actionable tips i give you and you really do focus on growing that glute you will bring it up a ton 100 percent, and especially for exercise like the hip thrust glute bridges obviously you can add bands and weight to increase the intensity and just volume lifted but don't just go through the motions like actually push up squeeze force your knees out a lot of times when people are doing these exercises they just kind of try to get it done as quickly as possible but uh, with a nice tempo it'll definitely help out as well and, and the second part of the question from this lady which is kind of a bit of a tough one you would kind of slightly address this um, how much do you know how do you know how much to eat like how many carbs protein calories to eat in a day to build muscle but she's asking how to keep the weight off so that's kind of a bit counterintuitive here obviously like Josh had mentioned if you're trying to build your glutes it's gonna be incredibly hard if you're just you know keeping weight off and 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 not uh, not gaining any weight here because you know gaining a little bit of fat will actually do you pretty good yeah. And I mean, in, in the context of girls, I know some guys want to grow their glutes too. That's actually one of our bigger YouTube videos. Um, but it does get kind of complicated. It really isn't too bad. Like if you know what to do, but for me, like what I would do, you know, and it's very tough without seeing the person is I need to look at where you're at, um, as a girl and where you're coming from. You know, some girls, it's like, okay, you have a really good frame. Um, you know, you're lean enough where I'm, I feel comfortable helping you build. Some girls too, it's like we need to bring down other areas before we work on accentuating some areas or curves or anything like that. And you really need to look at it, you know, look at the whole picture of everything here before even jumping into that. And that's why I really, really do recommend online coaching and something like the summer special. In fact, I have uh, many girls that have taken advantage of that that are looking to improve the curvature and build on their size. Um, you know, a lot of girls that are starting at nine 90, 95 pounds and they're like you know i'm tired of being so skinny and frail i actually want to build out and um you know once again my approach from a girl who's skinnier to a girl who's a little um you know perhaps a little larger or not so large um you know everyone has a very very different situation and i need to look at everything and that will dictate you know how i use protein how i use carbs how i use fat how i use calories how I use programming, intensity, volume, everything. Um, there are just so many factors to consider with this. So, you know, without specifics, once again, I don't want to give you kind of a, you know, not a quality answer here. I really like to provide great info. So, I mean, if anyone has questions, and I mean, we're more than happy to do this too, and you want us to kind of analyze your situation, say what we would do to improve on it, 
you know, I think that'd be a really cool episode. So if you just want to send your stats, your workouts, your nutrition, everything, like what we would do, I think that'd be a really cool episode. So feel free to shoot that over. Um, if not, I definitely recommend taking advantage of the summer special. Uh, we still got that cooking and we're still willing to take on a few more people. Um, I mean, we've had a lot, a lot of new signups and it's been absolutely fantastic. And we've loved being able to work with new people and change their lives and the great thing about the summer special is you don't need to commit to months and months at a set rate. Um, the summer special is an absolutely fantastic deal. It's only $200 and that's for four weeks of quality programming. So you're going to get custom program periodized to you. And this is going to be a program that you're not used to. This is going to be a program that's going to help you grow. That's periodized that builds upon itself and that has a direction that's made uh, specifically. So we start with physique picks to bring up those weak spots, um, you know, and then we like to complement things that are already looking great and build upon the strengths of the physique and then past that you know we look at everything with nutrition we analyze the current situation create a roadmap for you build it out um, you know you're getting constant contact from us videos back and forth unlimited form checks like it's the craziest deal if you think about it four weeks for only $200. It's absolutely amazing. So if you want to learn more about that and you want to learn how you can just, you know, get on that before it's too late and before it passes, definitely head over to our website, colossusfitness.com. Um, so that's C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S fitness.com. If you Google it, it'll come up one way or another, even if you butcher the spelling, it's a little bit of a weird wor word. Um, but, you know, I definitely recommend it. These four weeks, if you invest, will be the best four weeks you've probably ever had in your entire fitness journey. And I promise you in these four weeks, you'll make a year years worth of progress Jeez. and that's guaranteed so definitely take advantage of that thank you so much for listening uh you know make sure to leave a review for this crispy audio quality because you know we're on it now uh so we'll see you in the next episode peace out peace